So you always need somebody else from the outside to pick up on the stuff that you can't pick up on. Hello and welcome to the Feminine as Fuck podcast. I'm your host, Monica Yates, a period and ICF certified women's life coach, and I help women to harness the power of their period and connect to their feminine flow. In these episodes, we will be talking about all things periods, hormones, confidence, health, food, money, sex, business, feminine flow, your brain, energy, and all the stuff that goes through our heads. You will walk away from each episode with new chicken nuggets and truth bombs, as I don't have a filter and I love talking about all the shit that people are thinking but too afraid to say. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the podcast. I am excited to be here as per usual. I have the most insane fucking view in the studio apartment hotel thing that I'm staying at here in Aspen. I'm about to go on a hike, but I wanted to actually listen to this podcast episode that I'm on, on the hike. Um, And I wanted to share it with you guys as well, because it was a really juicy episode that I recorded um, a bit earlier this year. And um, the beautiful Anna recorded, um, she interviewed me on her podcast. I'm going to leave a link to her podcast um, in the show notes below if you want to check it out. It was a juicy episode. You'll hear her intro in a second. Um, But I do love love like definitely love sharing other people's podcasts um because i my human design type actually i find it easier um to talk when people ask me questions that's why i love when you guys send in questions and that's why i do those like sort of q a's on my instagram story being like this is a topic for the week um you know uh, ask me your questions because for me it allows me to really get in that beautiful feminine flow state and get all my creative sexual energy flowing. Um, so I hope you enjoy this episode with Anna and um, a little reminder as well ladies that the New York City Smart Woman tickets are going to be finishing up at the end of August. So um, the Smart Woman tickets are like early bird price um, and then the prices are going to be going up. So if you have been sitting on the fence I would really um, send in any questions that you've got. Um, I would really figure out is it your head that's saying no or is it your heart that's saying no because as you guys would know from my previous episodes your heart actually scientifically always knows before your head does so your head is filled with the you know the subconscious beliefs the limiting beliefs whereas your heart isn't limited by that um so ask me any questions and ladies in case you don't know there is payment plans for the tickets i wanted to make it as um, doable as possible for as many of you Um, i also have got a notification that there was a price drop um in the ticket in the flights um from australia so you might also want to get on that because the prices right now are pretty good for the for australian flights to new york um like really good um price wise so i would jump on that make sure you're in the facebook group as well so that you can buddy up with other women to stay in the Sonder apartments or any of the other locations and if you have any questions send them to manager at and we will get back to you as soon as possible so I hope you enjoy the episode and I'll talk to you soon bye welcome back to the podcast I am so excited about today's episode as I am with every episode of course but today I'm interviewing Monica Yates who is an Australian period coach She's host of the Feminine as Fuck podcast, she does business coaching, and she is just so passionate about helping women bust through their blocks so that they can step fully into their feminine flow and generate massive abundance in their business. She's so funny, she really tells it how it is, she um, has no filter, as she says on her podcast, and she's just so passionate about educating women about the contraceptive pill and about how to find wisdom in their periods. 
in this episode, we talk about how she became a period coach, so where that came from, how to extract the wisdom from our period and how our periods can teach us so much about ourselves and our sexuality and our pleasure and all of that jazz. She talks about how she handles her haters and why she's getting a nutrition degree just to shut the haters up. We talk about tall poppy syndrome and how rife that is in both Australia and New Zealand. She talks about how she helps her clients clear their blocks to attract massive abundance in their business, how to have more pleasure in your life, how to have more play, and how she embodies the feminine and really flows in her business to just have more kind of ease and fun and play in her business rather than the push, 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 which is the the masculine way of doing business. And she also talks about how she has been so successful in her business so early on. She's 22 years of age and she's just doing incredible things. And she really, she's one of those coaches who you can just tell that she's all about the impact. She loves transforming her clients' lives and empowering them to get their periods back and to come off the contraceptive pill and to build really heart-centered aligned businesses that are thriving and she's one of the good ones and I'm really excited for this episode we had a lot of fun I'm here with Monica Yates a master of periods sex femininity energetic shifting NLP the subconscious mind breaking through your barriers calling you out on your BS and so much more Monica is there anything I've missed um I don't know this is such a long list I don't know (laughs) I'm sure we'll dive into all of that in the next yeah. hour. Um, but thanks for agreeing to do this podcast with Thank me, despite knowing to never fraternize with air signs. You're a fire sign. I'm an air sign. Yeah, but, you don't. I, yeah. Oh my god! Somebody yesterday actually said to me, "We might not get along. I'm an air sign." I was like, "Oh fuck! I shouldn't mention that on my <laughs> podcast." So, FYI, I will still, I will still take clients on if you're an air sign. <laughs> oh, so funny. Yeah, welcome to the podcast. Thank you for Thank being you. here. Um, I discovered you, I think, a couple of weeks ago um, just through mutual kind of coach contacts online. You were over at the um, Bold Self event in New York. And I think I commented on one of your posts. I was like, oh my God, where have you been all my life? Because being in this industry with coaches and before we hit record, we just had a big rant about the coaching industry. Love it and hate it. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But it's so refreshing to have someone who really just calls it how it is. Is not afraid to swear. Is so grounded in her feminine energy, but also, you know, swears like a sailor. And you're just that perfect dichotomy of like everything. Um, There's nothing that's off the table for you. You talk about it all. So um, I love that we're connected and can have these open chats so early on. Yes. I was so excited when you reached out to me. I love, I love being interviewed. So thank you. You're welcome. So I want to know, how did you find this work? Because you're still pretty young. Your work is um, quite varied. Would you say it's mainly in the um, space of coaching women with their periods or has it now gone more into like business? Yeah, it's definitely evolved over time. Someone was asking me this the other day about, my business actually for a podcast interview. And I was like, God, I don't even know how to answer this. Like, I think actually I was saying this to one of my um, groups the other day of like a a mastermind that I'm a part of with my coach. And one of the girls was like, I don't know what to, um, to like niche on or like to get specific on. And I'm like, we're women. Who the fuck says we have to get specific, right? I'm like, I want to do everything. So I do everything. Like, I think that's again, one of those marketing things that, yeah, it can definitely work. Like, Like absolutely no target audience. And you're also allowed to do everything that you want to do. 
you don't need to limit yourself. So I have, I'd probably say, I don't know in terms of money, I haven't figured it out, but basically, yeah, I've got my period coaching side, which really winds in there to my life coaching side. Even this morning, like all these girls from my current mastermind that I'm doing, three of them have like all their periods have come since doing a pile of womb clearing. Um, like two of them were like never regular and now they're finally like on the right day. It was meant to come this day or something or other. Usually it's late and it finally came on time. One of the other girls, she's come off the pillow, hasn't gotten her period back. And then we did wound clearing and it was the first period in six years, something like that. It all sort of winds in together. And that's why I love doing them together because there's like a whole big yes health side to your period and whatever there's a massive component of your brain your subconscious like ultimately your body is the result of your subconscious mind so with a lot of period stuff I'm like yeah we can fix all the health things and we also need to look at your brain so I really like to take that whole full body picture hence why the women's life coaching is so important to the period coaching and vice versa. I think also women really like that they can ask me all the questions. So I doing we're doing the life coaching stuff and then we can, like, you're a woman, like your period has a really big influence. Your cycle's got a really big influence on how you're feeling that week, where your brain is at, how your work ethic is going to be. And I almost think it's like a disservice to women actually to like not really talk about their menstrual cycle in terms of how, how it's affecting their brain and their business and whatever. And then the business side of things really came into the um, picture when I realized how, you know, oh, like once I cleared my shit, my business took off. So I knew all the strategies. I watched all the fucking free webinars. I did all that crap. Yep, yep, yep. Had all the Instagram stuff down pat, but it wasn't really, really working. Like it wasn't giving me the right return. Then once I properly cleared my shit, then it was like, fucking snowball. So when I realized that it was like, it was honestly a light bulb moment. I was like, holy fuck, I need to create a program around this. That's why I've got my academy now. And, um, that basically is just for women clearing everything. So you can actually have a thriving business because we are a woman. You cannot only look at your business and not look at your life. It's all integrated. Men are much better at like separating their life from their business women, not so much. So, um, whatever's happening in your life, you're going to pull it into your business and vice versa. So you're actually going to be doing yourself a massive disservice if you don't do that deep life work, um, before your business stuff. So I actually love doing, and I have quite a businessy side of me. My dad's very business brain. Um, and then my mom's really creative. So I really like that. I've been able to sort of incorporate my business. Like I feel like I'm a business boss. Like I feel like I really like being able to incorporate that now also with the feminine flow. And I obviously have realized, um, I've been able to get out of my masculine, you know, I was so fucking masculine, um, and now be really in my feminine flow and like the life that you can create from that is fucking magical. So it brings me so much joy to be able to help other women, like make money, grow their businesses, create impact, um, and have a life where it's like totally on their terms, their boss, they can travel. Um, and there's, you know, there's nothing better than your clients sending you amazing messages. Like I have goosebumps just thinking about it. Like it makes me so happy. And I think why I resonate with you so deeply and why I've just loved following you is because you can tell that there's, you can tell how invested you are in your clients' results. And as we were talking about before we hit record, there's a lot of coaches in this industry who yeah. do not have that same level of integrity. And so I just want to commend you for that. Um, Thank you. And also, you know, having listened to your podcasts, kind of binge, binge listening to your podcast <laughs> over the last couple of weeks and really finding out about your story, you've, you've had your own struggles in your kind of rise to the space yeah. in terms of like girls being bitches. Oh my God. Yeah. 
schoolyard bitches. Yeah, I love that when you put on your Instagram when you said that. I was like, fuck yes. <laughs> and so because you're from Australia, I'm from New Zealand, tall puppy syndrome is rife, mm. women tearing each other down. So I want to hear about how, yeah. not so much how that played out because I kind of, we can all kind of paint a picture of how that played out, but mm. what happened there and how you navigated through it and still, you know, continued to put yourself out there and, and yeah. maintain what you're doing. Yeah. Well, I think the first thing to note is, so I grew up in New York. So people, generally speaking, that are familiar with Americans or they are American or lived over there, they often think I'm American just by my energy. Like one of my old coaches from last year, when I walked into one of his events, um, one of the ladies there was like, oh, is she from New York? He, she knew nothing about me, but like it was just an energy thing. So I've been really good and I haven't really given two fucks about the tall poppy syndrome. However, it still has influenced the way that I run my business. So um, as much as I am like really outgoing, really confident, don't give two shits what other people say, when it's like ingrained into your family, it kind of can become a little bit tough, right? So even one of the reasons why I moved out of home actually was because of the tall poppy, because I couldn't walk downstairs and then be, you know, celebrating the amount of money I made or celebrating a new client. And whenever I say amount of money, it equals transformation. Um, and so to me, the more money I make, the more transformation I have, which is fucking awesome. And I, I wasn't really able to celebrate that. And even with friends, um, I've got I've got a really amazing group of friends now where I fucking can. I can be like, oh my God, I made my 50K, my first 50K month. And they're like, holy fucking shit. And they're celebrating, but never used to be able to have that. Grew up in New York. So that influenced my ability to not give a shit because one thing I love about Americans is they celebrate themselves and each other much more than Australians. When I say tall poppy syndrome, they're like, what the fuck is that? Like they don't get it because it's like, let's all celebrate each other, girl power, American dream, all that stuff. How it has influenced me, though, is definitely with the university stuff. So I nearly finished my Bachelor of Nutrition at the end of this year, and literally the only reason why I've done it is to get a piece of paper so I don't have to deal with people going, oh, you're not qualified. And let me tell you, the stuff that you learn in that degree, I would never, ever let my child go to a nutritionist unless they've done their own study outside of it because the stuff you learn in there is literally so vague and basic and outdated Mm -hmm. and this is a lot of uni degrees if you look at a lot of uni degrees the stuff that you learn at uni you don't even use in the workplace like you learn so much when you're doing the job not when you're like learning at uni right obviously doctors and lawyers a little bit different but you know if you look at majority of things that's what it's like which is kind of fucking scary to be honest you spend so much time at uni and um, you know, people have said like uni is literally just a test to see whether you can stick it out. It filters out the people that don't actually want the, the piece of paper that much. So yeah, the reason why I'm getting my nutrition degree is literally for the fucking Australians that question me. So I can just shut them up because I honestly can't be bothered. Um, and then because I've had no American ever fucking question me, ever question me, but Australians will. And I rarely get it anymore because I'm quite you know, I really, I've shown my knowledge on Instagram, my podcast. I don't really get it anymore, but I used to in the beginning. Um, so I literally have done that to cover my ass for tall poppy syndrome pretty much. So that's sort of how that's played out. I mean, obviously my family's really supportive, but classic, you know, parents that grew up after the war, blah, blah, blah. They're very like more of a scarcity mindset, more of like go to uni, like that traditional go to uni, do that thing. Um, also like even with, yeah, the girls at school. So I am not friends with any girls from my last, the school that I went to in Melbourne, where I had my last three years of school, literally do not talk to, I don't like, I don't talk to any of them that don't follow me on Instagram. I think some of them maybe still do. Um, but yeah, one day I mentioned it in my podcast. One day I did this really fucking good post and it was actually probably one of my highest engagement 
so far. And it was about anxiety and how a lot of women have anxiety, but it actually could be a progesterone deficiency. But doctors don't really mention that when you go in. They don't look at your hormones. But majority of women will have very low progesterone because we're so stressed. And every time your body secretes cortisol, it taps into your progesterone stores, so it depletes your progesterone. And I mean, I got some serious uproar from that post, which I honestly don't care because it makes people think, so whatever. That's my job. Um, but yeah, one of the, like, so one of the like girls from school, she she would she commented something I can't remember what it was she commented something really fucking horrible on the Facebook post like the you know how it like transfers over to Facebook your Instagram post yep. and then it was so obvious that like she put it in one of her fucking groups because all the girls that were used to be my friends liked the comment and then like wrote something I didn't message I didn't respond right because you don't feed that shit you just delete it like I don't care like honestly it just shows how fucking jealous they are so I don't care you know what I mean like I you know, it's not about like that I'm better than them or that they're better than me. Nobody is better than anybody. However, they are perceiving me as better than them. They're putting me on a pedestal because like I've got my own business and I'm living in a different city. Like just because I'm doing that when I'm young doesn't mean I'm actually any different. Like there is no shame if you're still 27 and don't know what you want to do. That doesn't make you a bad person, right? I have just figured it out faster. That's okay. Anyway, so yeah, they were schoolyard bitches, but I've dealt with bitch- I deal with bitches all the time, and honestly, I don't even care. I deal with a lot of vegan bitches. Mm. They put like so much anger towards me, and I'm like, they. It's so funny. They will send me the longest fucking messages. And I'll open it and I'll literally just go delete block. I'm like, I don't read it. And they've spent so much of their time sending me essays. I'm like, you know, I don't read this crap. Like, I don't buy into it. Thank you. Bye. (laughs) It's just crazy that people actually have time to do that. And you're right. It's fueled by anger. It is. It's anger and jealousy. And a lot of it, a lot of, actually, I was talking to a new client about this, about the too much and I was probably one of those girls that was too much at school. And, and one of this, and this, this client was the same. Um, she was the too much girl. So much sisterhood wound, like sisterhood wounding and stuff, like horrendous shit went down for her because she was the confident OTT girl. Then what happens is a lot of women will then go to the opposite extreme. They don't want to be seen. They don't want to be heard. They will cross the road to avoid like construction sites or to avoid certain people and it's just like that's not a way to live like that's not a way to live and this jealousy stuff is literally yeah I don't know where I was going with that you said something about jealousy I don't know we'll leave it there I'll come back to it later if I remember it I lost my train of thought (laughs) brain fart (laughs) and I love how you do this on your podcast I I forgot what I said I have to rewind Literally, because what will happen is like, I will just blank when I'm talking. I'll go on this rant. I'm sure you get it when you're coaching. Yeah. I'll go on this massive rant. I'll blank and I'll be like, what was I talking about? I don't know. And then I'll just like go on something else. It's so funny. <laughs> the download got cut off. <laughs> mm. Seriously. Like my, my conscious brain came into it somewhere and now my subconscious is lost anyway. Yeah. But because we're such embodied, powerful, feminine women, we just kind of carry on that train. We don't make up stories. No, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Um, okay. So you help a lot of women with their periods. Why do you think that so many women are struggling with their periods nowadays? There's no education about it. Like we're taught at school. It's like the worst week of the month and shove a tampon up there or a pad. It's gross. Keep it clean. That's it. Like it's, there is so much fear put into you at school when you learn about it. Even like the toxic shock syndrome, fuck, you can die from like wearing a tampon. Oh my God, that shit's our period, right? Jesus Christ. Like it's really rare to die from toxic shock syndrome, right? I've left my tampon in sometimes when I was wearing them back in like, and now I have a data cup. Back in like Utah, I remember wearing one in before I slept in it and then I wore it the whole day after. I'm still here. (laughs) 
<laughs> right? Like, it's, <laughs> um, yeah, so honestly, so much fear is put into our minds. Obviously, a lot of our mums weren't educated, so then they can't educate us and there's no shame to our mum. It's just that, I mean, I have a very close relationship with my mum. We are very open about periods, but she didn't know what I what I know, so she couldn't educate me about it. And then, of course, you go to the doctor because they train for, like, what, six years at uni? You'd think they'd know the ins and outs of your body, and you go in there, like me, really heavy period, literally, like, on the toilet with a gushing out of you, like a fucking fire hydrant, and they're like, oh, here's the pill. Like, that'll fix the problem. Like, you put your trust, you're like, okay, it'll fix it. Like, you put your trust in these people, and it breaks me, breaks my heart because... I want us to be able to put our trust in people. Like they're our doctors that we should be able to and they are not giving us all of the information. Yes, you can go on the pill. And like I was, like I've said before, it's like two, that's fine. However, the problem is we're not given all our options. So I'm just here to make sure that women are given all of their options so they know the natural solutions. They know the way they could naturally fix their period or other forms of non-hormonal birth, con- um, birth control. And if you want to go on the pill or the IUD, that's fine. But at least they're educated to know what is actually happening when they're on the pill and what they need to do when they come off the pill and how long they need to wait when they come off the pill before they start having a baby, like planning for a baby. Um, and it's just this lack of education and people think that like, oh, the feminist movement, like the pill gave us power. No, the pill took away our power. Mm. We started putting our power in a fucking drug instead of allowing ourselves to have the power in our own body, right? We're now powerless with our own body because so many women are like, what the fuck is happening to my body? They feel trapped and powerless in their body. And like, how horrendous is that? Mm. And I heard you saying on a podcast a couple of days ago, you know, these women are um, put on the pill for their periods for the, you know, heavy bleeds or whatever, and then they start to experience depression. And so the doctor throws them another pill for the depression and then they forget who they are and they forget what feels normal for them because they're so numb from all of this medication that they didn't actually need to take. 100%. Or classic cases like like some of my clients will come on and they'll be like, oh, yeah, like, had this problem with the pill, so I tried, and now I'm on death, blah, blah, blah. And I'll really casually just ask in a, in a session. I'm like, okay, so when did your anxiety start? And they're like, oh, a couple of years ago. When did you get depo? Oh, a couple of years ago. I'm like, okay, do you think there's a link? And they're like, holy fuck. Mm. Like, no one's ever mentioned that to me. I'm like, yeah. Like, the anxiety doesn't just come out of that shit nowhere. You know mm. what I mean? Like, you're not born with anxiety, right? It's developed from something that's going on in your body. Yep. Um, and... I mean, there's, yeah, there's too many links. Um, and yeah, doctors will pile on more and more and more drugs. And this is not a doctor hate thing um, by what, like by no means. Hello, they have our best interest at heart, right? Someone that studied for that many years at uni, they want to help people. The problem is they're not taught all of the ways to help women, right? They're taught, here are the quote unquote solutions, the pill, the IUD, blah, blah, blah. They're not taught, oh, maybe she could take 4,000 milligrams of turmeric a day. You know, naturopaths are taught that, but where is, where is the mix? There's no mix. And so, you know, doctors don't intend to make us feel worse or make us, you know, have low libido or anything. They don't intend for that. They are just doing what they think is best and what they're taught to do. Mm-hmm. So it's not really even like the doctors felt like, yes, they absolutely should be more educated like they should go and do more training all the time and a lot of the doctors that are older the stuff's very outdated and universities have a role to play in this of create better education mm-hmm. yeah and I think it's really it's not rocket science like there's if you googled 
Yeah, if you Google the pill of depression, you would, like there was so many articles about this, so many studies done. You can't deny it anymore. You absolutely can't deny it. Yeah. And I think it's important to caveat that as coaches, we're not standing here saying, you know, this is what you should do. This is the way, you know, follow the light, whatever. We empower our clients to investigate and research and make the choices that are best for them. Exactly. Yeah. I always say, you are your own healer. You are your best healer. You are your best teacher. I'm your guide. Yeah. Right. So even like clients will ask me like, I, this is my problem. What do I do? And like a lot of times they'll ask me relationship things and I'm like, babe, you know what to do. Don't ask me for the answer. I'm not getting involved in a relationship. Right. Because the, the thing is you have all of your answers, everything you need, all of your answers are within you. But a lot of us have blocked our intuition a lot. That's why coaches, they allow you, like, depending on the coach you are, like me, like what I do is it's like we're clearing the shit so you can actually hear what your intuition and what your womb is telling you. So like that's why so many of my clients that work with me and they'll come off the pill because their womb is like fucking get off this thing, right? And it's like they made up their own decision. Obviously, they listen to my podcast and they know that I'm like the pill isn't the greatest thing. But I wasn't like, you have to get off the pill. I'm like, maybe you want to think about it. Mm. You know, you've got, you've got your options now. You've got informed decisions. Have a think about it. Mm. Yeah. And I'm dying to ask you, like, what's the 411 yeah. on what womb clearing actually is? Oh, okay. Um, someone else asked me this the other day. So basically it's like energetic clearing for your womb. So as a woman, we hold a lot of trauma, a lot of grief, a lot of shame in our womb, whether it's childhood traumas, it could be fucking money traumas. It can be sexual traumas. It can be relationship shit. It can be anything, like literally anything. We hold it in our womb and in our cervix and that whole area of like our yoni and stuff. So basically what it is, is like, and like I say, like you're your own healer. So I'm not like my hands in front of you like oh let me heal you it's like you're doing it yourself internally um so it's like imagining certain things in your womb like um different lights different colors like I obviously guide my clients depending on what they need pulling um like certain energies out you're able to like tap into your womb and she'll give you answers to certain things that like you need to know it's fucking magical it's like it's fucking crazy is what it is. I was actually doing a meditation before I came on this and I had my hands on my womb and I just thought for a second, fuck, this is so weird, isn't it? Like I've got my hands on my womb and I'm like, oh, what did she say? But like it fucking works. Like it's, mm. it's a bit weird, but it's really fuck. It's like, it's not actually weird. It's there for a reason, but mm. our human ego is like, that's fucking weird. Um, but it's so, it's so fucking beautiful when you can like connect to how sacred these feminine womanly parts of us are because when you do like you will create a life full of magic Mm. and that really is the space that creates life as in babies business ideas um coming back to what we talked about earlier on is um you know the the womb is so closely related to our business because of our sacral chakra and and Mm -hmm. you know solar plexus and that being the seat of our kind of creativity and drive and all of that kind of stuff so I think I need me some womb clearing. (laughs) (laughs) I was actually saying to somebody else, like, or something or other, like, yeah, it's like your sacral chakra. It's where, like, your sensuality is, sexuality, life force, creative energy, all that jazz. Also, wherever a lot of money shit sits. Mm -hmm. Um, So clearing that and doing work around your sensuality, it will bring in more money. It will bring in more business ideas. It will bring in more abundance. Like, that 
is like the seat of where a lot of stuff is stored and where a lot of magic can happen. Mm. Um, also like your throat chakra and your yoni are connected as well. And a lot of women have trouble speaking their truth mm-hmm. and that's like the two are connected. So that's why you can't like look at one area of your body. You got to look at them all. Yeah. I've just started working with a yoni egg. So that's kind of the closest that I've gotten to oh. that. <laughs> Love my yoni egg. Love it. It's magic. The the changes that I've experienced since then, I won't go into it now because it's not that kind of podcast. But um, yeah, I recommend to everyone. Yeah, they're good. Um, Okay, now let's dive into the area of femininity. And I can't remember if we said it when we were recording or before, but, um, you know, a lot of us are kind of perceived to be too masculine. And that was certainly a story that I held from, childhood and from you know schoolyard bitches who called me too masculine because I Mm. was um I was emotionally quite cold and closed off um Mm. and that and also aggressive I've been called aggressive a lot in my past um and people kind of tie that back to being too masculine so why do you think it is that and I don't know if it's a kind of Antipodean thing and it's Kiwis and Aussies who are seen as more masculine or whether it's just I don't know a sign of the times but why is that? And how do we kind of connect back into our feminine? What does that look like? And what are some practices that we can do for that? So I think the first part of the question about why is it that people like label you maybe as too masculine? Um, one, like that stuff is being cold and stuff. That's like the wounded masculine. That's not like a true conscious masculine man. So you've got to know the difference between like wounded masculine and masculine and then the wounded feminine and feminine. So like wounded feminine is like princess and airy fairy and like gets nothing fucking done and like so girly girl that like it's kind of weird. Like that's wounded feminine, right? Wounded masculine cold. Yes, yes, exactly. Uh-huh. Um, you know, and and with the intention of that'll make me happy. Or yeah. you know, with with an underlying intention of something kind of negative. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, you know, the wounded masculine are the typical like boy behaviors. Um, yeah. Cold, aggressive, um, unemotional, um, unemotionally available, um, really bad communicator, all that jazz. And then like a conscious masculine man is obviously like the better versions of those. So um, emotionally stable. Um, he can actually speak his truth. He doesn't have, um, he's like, he's brave. He's compassionate. He's vulnerable. Um, all that jazz. Anyway. So I think for a lot of people as to why they get called masculine, isn't per se, well, it's just a wounded feminine calling a wounded masculine masculine, isn't it? One. So of course she's going to like, she's wounded. So she's going to call anything. She's going to pick on anything she can to make herself feel better. Um, and I think it's like, you know, yeah, girls are little, like when they're little, like when they're younger, like, oh, you're too manly or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, but they are viewing that through the eyes of a wounded version of what a woman should be. This is a hard question. Does that make sense? Uh-huh, uh-huh. So they are seeing that a woman should be X, Y, and Z, not what this is right in front of me. Yeah. So that's that classic case of like thinking that um, if you have, if you look like this, you will be happy, you'll be confident, you'll be sexy, you'll be smart as opposed to going, oh, actually, it's the energy. So even with, like, body image stuff, it's like, oh, if I lose or if I try this new workout routine, then I'll have more confidence. And it's like, good try. That's not how it works, right? Because it's actually confidence isn't a look thing. It's this inner energy thing. Now, you can only get that energy, inner energy thing when you clear the crap that's blocking you from having that inner energy thing. So there is crap. There is 
childhood wounding, parent wounding, subconscious beliefs, energy blocks, all that jazz that's stopping you from being able to feel into that confident version of yourself. So I think I'm going around in a circle. Um, the second part of the question was how to get into your feminine. Uh So like, of course I could be like, oh, dance and like do these things. But the bottom line is like the true answer is if you can't get into your feminine until you clear the shit. So if you try and do the girly things because they're quote unquote feminine, you are then acting as a wounded feminine Mm. because you are still not healed. You're still wounded, right? You still have the childhood wounds. You still have the parent wounds. You're going to get triggered as fuck. You've got energetic blocks. So you're actually not in your full embodied feminine. When you're in your embodied feminine, because you're healed, you can also access that like fiery part of your feminine, which some people see as more masculine, which is okay. Um, but really that fiery sort of like um, more passionate side of your feminine, right? That allows you to then have those, um, where was I going with that? I had another brain fart, fuck. Um, basically, if you clear your shit, you can then be in the embodied feminine and from there you're not going to get triggered, you're not going to get wounded, right? So then with, in that stage you aren't really perceived as masculine or anything like that. You're like, holy fuck, she's feminine. You know those women like, um, there was one that was on The Bachelor. She was that like fire dancer. Mm, Do you remember her a couple of seasons ago? Okay. Anyway, um, I can't remember her name, but you like people like they'll they'll come across those women where they're just like Jesus. Tend to be Spanish women. Spanish Spanish women are very good at embodying the feminine. Where there's like they're so sexy, they're so sensual, they're so strong at the same time. That is an embodied feminine, right? A little like I'm gonna say blonde hair bimbo because people would perceive me as that, so I'm allowed to say that. A blonde hair bimbo, um, typically if you like, if you saw the cloth, the classic, like Barbie, for example, yeah. wounded fucking feminine, <laughs> wounded feminine, <laughs> right? And then, yeah. And then if you looked at like, I'm going to say Aladdin or something like that. Just like a rabbit. Em- right. Yeah. Embodied feminine, embodied feminine, or like Scarlett Johansson, mm. embodied feminine. Mm-hmm. Very, very different. Does that, does that answer your question? I feel like I've yep. maybe missed a few things. Yep. No, actually that is something I hadn't even considered before because my mind goes straight to like, you know, dancing and like doing those feminine practices. Yeah. But by doing that, you're kind of just putting a bandaid over a shit. hundred percent. Like yeah. the shit's still there. It will bubble up one day and explode like a champagne bottle. And like, I used to be so fucking masculine. Like I was actually really masculine and operating as a wounded masculine as well. Not even like a strong masculine. And 90% of women have their core, their core is feminine and 10% of women, their core is masculine. So there are some women that will have a masculine core. Um, and then they'll be in a relationship with someone that's got a feminine core. Um, and cause some like 10% of men have a feminine core and that's fine, right? It's about polarity. Um, but generally speaking for the women, the 90% of women that have a feminine core. So, um, I have got a feminine core, right? But it was so fucking masked by this masculine mask it was a shell and this shell wasn't because oh I'm naturally like a bit more manly like we think we are when we're younger it was actually from wounding it was child it was daddy issues it was all this crap in my head right yeah and and I want to just preface by saying I've had an amazing childhood I still have wounding because every single person has wounding. You don't need to have gone through major major trauma for you to have wounding. If you've got two parents and you were born babe, you've got wounds, yep. right? Because <laughs> got wounds. literally, right. Like, for example, my kids will have fucking wounds. Mm-hmm. Even if I'm being like a perfect conscious mom, you're, the way you speak to your kids or are doing life, 
your kids will read it so fucking differently and they will put whatever twist they want to, even if that was so not your intention. And you're like, how the hell did you get that from that? You don't know, like kids make up random stories in their head and it's their truth. It becomes, it's embedded into their subconscious and they continue to live it out. So all of that quote unquote masculine stuff is actually just wounding. It's not that you are more manly. It's wounding. And once you clear that, you don't have to then do anything to become feminine because you are feminine. That's why I'm like, you don't need to do anything to become feminine because if your core is feminine, it's like an onion, right? Like, or yeah, an onion. If if the core of the onion is feminine, all you got to do is get rid of the shell, like the layers around it that are causing like, that are the wounds, that are the crap, that are the limiting beliefs and whatever and the hurt. And once you get rid of that, then you're back to your core and you're feminine. You don't have to fucking do anything. Amazing. So when these girls were like back to the schoolyard bitches, I don't know why I'm mm. so like obsessed with that, but I think it's so important because yeah. we are all just kind of living out grown up versions of that. Right. Um, mm-hmm. And the more, you know, you have a huge platform and the more exposure that you get to people, the more people are going to try and bring you yeah. down, which is just par for the course. Um, but how did you not let that affect you in your business? Like, have you had to develop a really thick skin? Or is it because of your um, New York roots that you just, it doesn't? Yeah. So I'm Sag mm-hmm. and like rising moon, rising sun, both Sag, like three of my houses. Like I am fucking fiery. Mm-hmm. I have a very thick skin. Like, yeah, things will sometimes trigger me, but like, I'm not saying I'm perfect. I have a, but I have a very thick skin, but I, I, I will say I've had some messages like more in the earlier days that were really fucking like hurtful. I remember one girl actually, and I'm not I'm not going to name names, but she was in my grade and her older sister was starting to become a doctor. And she sent me a really horrendous um, message basically saying, you know, she's studying, so therefore she knows everything. How can I be talking about periods when I haven't studied for six years at uni, blah, blah, blah. And I can't remember what I said back to her, but it was said with something with love of like, I'm sorry you feel this. Like, I always send back messages if I want to with love. Now I don't send back messages. I just block and delete. Mm-hmm. And I think I blocked her. Um, but I did at the time, this was probably about a year ago now. Um, I did send a message back to her with like love and just being like, I hope I actually, I I know what I said to her. I actually said to her, well, I really hope that you're going to be one of the doctors that does your own research and gives women other options besides drugs. Mm. Like that's all I'm asking for. You know what I mean? I'm not saying that you shouldn't go study to be a doctor. I'm saying just allow, like be the doctor that gives all the options. Like that's an amazing doctor to be, right? You'll get a good reputation. Um, now I tend to block and delete. Yes, sometimes it still hurts, but I also remember the amount of women that I'm helping, that I have helped, that continue to send me messages. So I'm like, cool, you can think whatever the fuck you want to think, but every single one of my clients does not think that. Every one of my past clients doesn't think that, and every one of my podcast listeners doesn't fucking think that. So like legit whatever. Also, I sometimes, I own, and I have in the past as well, I own the fact that I'm not a doctor. So when people ask me like, oh, have you studied gyna? I'm like, nope, I wouldn't want to because I wouldn't be learning the stuff that I'm taught, right? that I'm learning right now, right? Like I would waste all that time at uni, all that money, all that hard-earned time to not know the same shit that I know now. Like, yeah, I know the basics about a reproductive system and I can also learn that in my own time. Um, so I try and own it. And the biggest thing, so this is actually the biggest thing, if you are triggered by something or if somebody sends you a hurtful message and it makes you feel hurt, it's because some part of you believes it. Mm -hmm. So when this started happening, I realized, okay, 
there is a fucking insecurity about me not having a piece of paper. Another reason why I got my bachelor, right? Like I was like, okay, I need to get it because it's actually like there's some part of me and this is just because it's been ingrained in me from society. There's some part of me that's like, you got to get a degree to talk about this shit. So I'm like, oh, fuck, whatever, I'll get one, <laughs> right? So like whatever. So firstly, whatever they're sending you, if it actually really does trigger you, just like be like, okay, where can I actually grow from this? Where is this triggering me because I'm also insecure about this? And then block and delete. Also, people, I mean, YouTube is a classic example, right? People will spend, I mean, oh my God. So like about a month ago when I had my leg, like my last leg surgery, I don't know whether you, no, you wouldn't have seen it, but I got this massive vegan blast. Somebody posted my account on their account, on a vegan account, saying horrendous stuff about me, right? Because I talk about how if you want optimal fertility, you shouldn't be a vegan, right? Because you cannot, you literally cannot get all your nutrients. So Mm. it's not about like, you're a bad person if you're a vegan. It's just like, again, here is the education. So if you want to have a baby, you can have the healthiest baby and you can be healthy when you're pregnant. Like my shit's all from a place of love, right? I'm just trying to do the, the right thing. Anyway, and the amount of vegan hate I got like over those two days, it was, it actually got to the point where, um, somebody posted me on like, it was a vegan hate Instagram and they posted quite a few other Instagram people and abused the shit out of them. Like you, how about you get your throat slit? Like it was nasty wow. shit. I got some horrendous messages that were like very, very threatening mm. and I just block and delete because ultimately these people, you have kind of send love back to them because I'm like, wow, you are here on the weekend. It was a weekend sitting down, having fun, getting a thrill out of sending people these really nasty messages. Mm. Like it shows more about them than it does you. And you kind of got to send them love because I'm like, wow, they have that much time. They have that much time in their boring life to send me a fucking message. I don't get why people send me hate mail. Everybody knows don't fuck with Monica. Like she doesn't care and she will like not let it slide. Um, Such a waste so, of time. I mean, that definitely did get to me when it got to like the, yeah, it, it, it did get to me when um, it got to like the throat slitting stage. I was like, okay, it's getting a bit gruesome. Mm. Um, but again, block and delete, move on with your life. It's just, it shows more about them than it does you. And if you don't respond you don't give them what they want. So many people will start responding to the haters. Yep. And sometimes there's valid reason. But a lot of the time I'm like, dude, just don't. Like, honestly, that's what they want. Like, you don't need to make a big hoo-ha out of it. And maybe they're angry because they are deficient in something. In I... Oh, my God. <laughs> don't. Seriously, the amount of people that were like, maybe they're angry because they need a fucking hamburger. <laughs> Seriously, I didn't want to put that up because I didn't want to retaliate when this happened. Yeah. But I actually but wanted to fine. say all this, yeah, all of this anger guys, you need your B12 checked out, you know, and how many of you are on the pill? Also look at that. Like, yeah, it's, yeah I don't want to say it, but that's the fucking truth. Seriously. Have you got your period? Probably not. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly, like, oh, you're a bit underweight. I don't know. Like, <laughs> oh gosh. There's some, there's some, um, vegans out there that I've seen like their profile, which to me, I'm just like, holy shit. People are literally following this as the Bible. It's like all vegetables and no oils. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, you Hot literally sauce. can't even absorb the Yeah. You can't, yeah. You can't absorb the nutrients mm-hmm. from the vegetables. Like vegetables are actually made to have oil, to have fat and to have salt uh-huh. with them. Uh-huh. That's how you absorb all the nutrients. And what you'll notice is, so your taste buds are designed that you need all three of those, salt, fat, and the vegetable in order for you to taste 
all of the goodness from the vegetable. If you taste steamed broccoli, just steam, it tastes like fucking butthole. If you put olive oil and salt on it with some lemon juice, holy shit, you could have like a ton of it, right? Because it tastes so good because it literally changes the way your taste buds um, receive the flavor. Mm. And I'm like, hello, we're made for a reason. Like there's all these different components to food for a reason, guys. You're ruining it. (laughs) Seriously. I'm like, it's so bland. I'm like, God, food must be so boring for you. So you're young. I think you're 22. Right? I'm 22, yeah. 22, yeah. So, I, I mean, I think back to being 22 and I was just an absolute hot mess. <laughs> <laughs> I had no idea what I wanted to do with my life. Just absolute mess. Um, so I just want to commend you on that and, like, Thanks. where you're at and your level of maturity and um, just the amount you give to your clients and just, oh, you just blow me away. Um, Thank you. But what do you say to people who say, oh, well, what does a 22-year-old life coach know about life? Um, yeah, I've had that before. A majority of my clients are older than me one. Um, so, and they don't not get the results. So I actually remember one of my most recent clients, she actually said to me in one of our sessions, it was, it was a really good session. And she was like, I just have, I have to say, I've got to be honest with you. When I said yes to you, I was concerned about the age difference. And she was like, I just have to tell you the amount of respect that I have for you. You are so fucking good at your job I don't even understand it so I just want to let you know that there was a hesitation and it is so not there anymore I'm like oh yeah don't worry I knew there was a hesitation I always know there's a hesitation with older people but as soon as they start working with me they're like oh that's gone yeah when people are like oh what does a life coach know if you know anything about coaching it's not giving advice right it's asking the right questions it's not giving advice it's asking the right questions it's helping people to realize their shadows it's helping people to realize the blocks within them and the bullshit. That's why I have a coach all the time. Like coaches need coaches because you can't, you literally can't see your own bullshit. That's why it's there. Like it's shadows. You can't see them, right? Mm. So you always need somebody else from the outside to pick up on the stuff that you can't pick up on. So yeah, it's not about um, giving advice. of like, oh, well, when I had my baby, this is what I did. <laughs> like that's not what I do, right? Or, or like, oh, when I was getting married or like my relationship issues, I don't do that, right? Yes, I will sometimes use my life experiences as a way to learn, to use it for my clients. And I do teach a lot, but this teaching stuff isn't from life experience. It's from like study shit. It's from um, literacy. It's not, it's not from my life experience whatsoever. Mm. Obviously my life experience does come into it. I have experienced a lot in my short life so far. Yeah. Then you, if you, if you think that you've got the wrong idea of coaching, that's not what coaching is. Yeah. And you're right. It's that level of emotional depth, emotional intelligence, um, intimacy. And for you, it's that intention. And for you, your intention has always been so pure. Thank you. Yeah. So I believe you've got a new program launching very soon. Queen Alchemy. Yes. Do you want to yes. talk about that? It okay, like- sure. This is, I haven't even properly announced it, but let's do it. I heard it. So like, okay. Like we were talking, um, no, I, I think I've mentioned it on my Instagram story, but I haven't actually like properly been like, you can now join if you want to. So, um, I don't really have anyone that knows me. I don't really have a launch plan. I just kind of like flow with it when it feels good. I'm just like, Oh yeah, I'm creating this. So um, feminine. because that's, Right. That's about being in the feminine flow, but it creates, like, it gets you the results because you're being magnetic. It's not about a push thing. It's not like, oh, it's logistically this time. So it's the best time to do it. It's like, oh, it feels good right now. So I'm going to be an energetic match for those clients. So let's do it now. 
So Queen Alchemy, like we were talking before about the sacral chakra, sensuality, sexuality, creative uh, life force, creative energy. Basically, Queen Alchemy is all about allowing yourself to tap into that sensuality, understanding the energy in your sacral chakra, releasing a lot of like sexual trauma, which is sexual trauma can be from fucking society, FYI. Like anything that's stuck in your sacral chakra because what I've sort of realized is the feminine stuff and clearing all that crap is like step number one, fucking amazing. Then step number two is becoming that like sensual goddess where you are so confident in speaking your truth. You're so confident in the bedroom. And the big thing I talk about pleasure, not just like having an orgasm, but pleasure in terms of like pleasure, drinking a cup of tea, pleasure, putting on your earrings, like pleasure in every um, area of your life. And even doing the simple things because the more pleasure you can bring into your life, the higher a vibrational frequency you're going to be vibrating at, which means you'll be able to attract and manifest and be a match for every fucking thing you want, right? Like when you're having an orgasm, you are just vibrational frequency. You like detach from everything, you're not an ego. You're at that bliss point, right? From that point, you can manifest literally anything because your vibration is so high. So what I'm showing you ladies how to do is basically to have that all day, every day, being that high vibrational frequency. And with that, we do a lot of like wealth frequency upgrading, so money stuff, um, because money and love go together. So if you are vibrating as high frequency in terms of sensuality, let's bring money into it because they vibrate at the same frequency. Everybody likes more money. Everyone has fucking money issues. So it's about wealth frequency and it's about sensuality and like being turned on all the time. Um, Cause also... If you are turned on in your life, it's easier to be turned on in the bedroom. If you if you've had a shit day, we all know we don't want to come home and have sex with our partner. But if you have had a day where you have feel felt juicy and alive and sensual, then it's more likely you're going to come home and have amazing sex, which is going to make the world a fucking better place. <laughs> and what was coming up <laughs> for me as you were speaking was um, I'm kind of I can't believe I'm sharing this, but I'm kind of seeing this guy at the moment. And last mm. night he was trying to like sext and I I just couldn't even I couldn't even go there I was like monkey emojis just like oh my fucking god what is happening right that's a block (laughs) I know and so is that that womb clearing kind of stuff that yeah that's all that centrality stuff so if you are like oh this is the classic case right a lot of women don't voice this or like I'm gonna say this and you're gonna be like holy shit yes slow sex When you have sex with fucking eye contact, with like the slowest movement, with like, it's the key thing. Basically, when you're having slow sex, it's about sensation, right? It's about how much sensation can I have pulsating through my body? So like if you hover your hand over your other hand, you can feel it in your hand, right? Like you can feel it. Imagine that all over your body. So what happens is when it's really slow and soft, your sensation actually gets heightened. When it's really, really hard and fast sex, and we all like a quickie and we all like some hot, you know, sex, totally. But when it's like that all the time, for a woman especially, it actually shuts down your sensation because you become overstimulated that you're like, oh, off we go, like as in the switch is off, right? Because you become overstimulated. It's kind of like um, if a... if um, you're having an orgasm or you're wanting to have an orgasm and a guy is like um, rubbing your clitoris and it's too hard. Mm. You know how you're like, oh my God, stop. And it's like, it, you, it, like the sensation gets turned off, right? 
if you haven't had slow fucking sex or if you are like, oh my God, I could not stare at somebody for two minutes whilst we're having sex, then I'm like, there's a block. Because when you can do that and when you can sex and when you can send nudes and when you can do all these things that are classified as a bad girl things, you are living a life of fucking freedom, right? Because you're like, one of the questions I will ask in like a deep meditation thing when I get people into alpha brainwave states, like, if how, how do you really want to dance when nobody is watching? And for a lot of women, it's like, oh my God, I want to give some guy a fucking lap dance. Like there is, we all have that very erotic self, that very erotic version of ourselves, but we don't allow ourselves to express it, right? So we repress it, right? That repression causes, it manifests in different things. Like it causes an imbalance in our body, right? Where part of you is like, I really want to sex, but you're like, no, 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 this is so awkward. I can't do this, right? That's a block. So if you are like wanting to do certain things and you don't have the confidence or like you don't have the, like you literally don't have the fucking physical ability to speak that out, there's a block there. So like even sexting, sending nudes, um, speaking up for like what you want, anything like that, initiating sex, um, there's a block and that's going to block you in your business as well, right? Because as I was saying, we're also interconnected. So a woman that can have deep, soulful fucking sex, she doesn't need to be in love with the guy. It's not about that. It's about having a human soul connection. That sensation, and actually guys don't realize this because they think that like the harder it is, as in like um, the more friction and stuff there is, the better it is. But the guys are the same, right? We're both human. Um, slow sex is fucking amazing. It's that sex we have sex for like four hours long and like time, time stops, right? That's what we all want and you can all get it. So that's sort of what I'm doing. And really key thing is that this is not about being in a relationship. This is about you being able to awaken your own energy centers because I think I did a post on this the other night. Um, I did. Ultimately, right, you are creating your own orgasm. Yes, a man can trigger it. He can trigger your pleasure pleasure 100%, but you are creating the energy in your own body. Mm. You can't, like, you cannot live, like you can, but not a way to live. You can't live your own life expecting a guy to always be turning you on. I mean, hell's yes, guys, turn me on. But you also need to be able to have the confidence and ability within yourself to be walking down the street and just be looking at the flowers and be like, damn, it's a good day. And like, if you can't feel that sensuality within your body just from yourself, like you're not actually going to be able to have the full of the sex that your fucking soul craves. That's basically what it is. So this is about yourself. It's not about your partner. It's not about doing stuff with your partner. It's about you awakening your own body so you can have pleasure from everything. I feel like we've all got a bit of homework to do this weekend. (laughs) So... (laughs) Me especially, I think I'm just speaking for me. (laughs) (laughs) No, don't worry, there's a lot of girls out there that need this. So this is called the Full Circle Podcast. Um, Can you share about a full circle moment that you've had in your life? So coming back to a place with a fresh perspective and lessons. Um, I'm going to probably say it's after my ski accident. That really taught me fucking gratitude. And it taught me being grateful for the little things. So like being able to take yourself to the bathroom, shower yourself cook your own food. It gave me a really, it really, like the universe fucking forced me to get into my feminine, absolutely no doubt. Like three months relying on other people is tough when you're misindependent. Um, I would say that was probably one of the biggest turning points for my journey of really stepping into 
a feminine, grateful, confident version of myself. Like, like obviously, um, when you're sitting on your ass for three months, you kind of lose your tone. But it really taught me that, like, how fucking incredible my body was. Like, I was just like crying all the time, just being like, oh my God, like, even just thinking about it now, it like makes me tear up of like my body. Like, I could tell because I was so in tune that my brain was like, fight or flight. We need to keep Monica alive in this moment. And my body, like, went through a seven hour surgery. It was fucking chopped right open, all these drugs, all this stress. And it was like, don't worry, we've got you. And I'm just like, I'm sorry, if that doesn't make you fucking grateful for your body, I don't know what does. So that for me, I mean, I'm pretty sure every single woman has got, has gone through some sort of body image stuff. That for me, was like a real turning point of like, I am so much more than the shell that I'm in key shell. Like all it is, is like your transportation device, right? Because what people are actually attracted to is your soul, not your body. Like, yeah, people can go, oh, she has a good body, but it's actually like that aura that you give off. It's your soul is what people are attracted to, right? Or at least the people that you want in your life. Yeah, so that ski accident, just seeing like my leg heal, being able to walk for the first time, being able to go on a walk, being able to jump off a box the first time I ran, like that for me was like, holy fucking shit. My life is incredible. My body is incredible. And just so much gratitude for myself. And honestly, it actually gave me so much confidence because it really made me realize how much potential my body has and that all I really am is energy. It really made me realize that all I am is a soul inside a body and that confidence comes from within. Like, I really feel like guys really try and reiterate to this, reiterate this to us. We don't listen to it. Like, ladies, it's just confidence. Like, be confident and I'll be attracted to you. Yeah. It's not about your body. It's about confidence. We don't really fucking get it. But it's so true of like, it's literally your confidence, not your body. Like, it's just fucking not like, oh my God. I remember like after my ski accident, I had a fucking like scar down my leg. Like obviously couldn't go to Pilates, couldn't walk. I mean, I didn't put on that much weight, but I, um, but I lost my tone, right? Like I used to go to Pilates all the time, lost my perky butt, lost my abs, all that jazz. And, um, but it didn't matter. Like it really did not matter in terms of the amount of love that I was able to receive, the way that I was able to show up in the world, um, the way people were still like still attracted to me. And it wasn't, yeah, it wasn't my looks or it wasn't my body. It was, it was like an energy thing. Um, that would have been a massive full circle for me. Yeah. Incredible. That is incredible. So we're onto the rapid fire round. So just some really quick questions. Oh, yeah, yeah. So what does wellness mean to you? I'm going to say full body happiness. So that means like full, just like, no, it means alignment. That's what it means. So that is obviously eating the foods that make you feel in alignment. So like fucking eating shit isn't going to make you feel good. Um, so the food stuff getting rid of your crap so that you can actually feel amazing in your life, working on your confidence, working on your femininity, being like having that like inner peace where it's like you don't, this just occurred to me actually, when you judge yourself, less people don't judge you as much. That just really, that just came through, right? Coming to that place of like not having self-judgment because people won't judge you as much. And if they do, or if they say something nasty, like it just brushes off because you have so much confidence and so much self-assurance and self-validation that nobody can shake you. That really doesn't sound like wellness, but to me, I feel like wellness is just like this whole round and like being well, and you can't be well just by exercising or just by eating healthy. It's literally everything. It's literally everything. Having a good cycle, everything. What would you tell your 20-year-old self? I feel like that wasn't that long ago, but let's go there. (laughs) 
my God, what the fuck was I doing when I was 20? My life has grown really rapidly. Mm. What was I doing when I was 20? Oh, can we do younger? I've got no fucking idea. What would you tell your 15 Let's do like, okay, 15. Yeah, cool. 15 year old self would be stop trying to impress, uh, stop trying to think that you have to impress the boys. Stop thinking that sleeping with guys is going to make you liked. Mm-hmm. Uh, I wasn't sleeping with guys at 15, but a few years, old, few years later I was. Don't be afraid to be the too much girl. Yeah. What does your self-care game look like on a typical day? Good question. I came with a client the other day and I was like, we asked, we're talking about self-care. She's like, oh yeah, like I have baths and everything. I'm like, yeah, but you talk to yourself like shit, don't you? So like this external self-care is really good, but if you haven't done the internal self-care, it's not really self-care, is it? Mm. So I'm going to say I do a lot of internal self-care and I do external. So the way that I feel good in myself is waking up and doing whatever I want to do in the morning. Some days that's, ex- I've just had my surgeries, I can't exercise that much, but some days it's exercising or going to the Pilates or going for a walk or doing yoga. And then some days it's like reading for two hours in bed with a cup of tea and journaling and then maybe exercising in the afternoon. For me, it's like self-care is listening to your intuition and living by your intuition because then you're actually caring for yourself. And I have baths and do all that shit. But, yeah, like deep answer, but it's when you are living in alignment and you're listening to your intuition, you will be doing the things that care for yourself because when you're, when you, when you learn to listen to your intuition and you really bring her back alive and into full fruition, you would never actually, like once you have her back, cause you never get rid of her. Once you have her back, it's very hard to not listen to her. Like she will scream at you. Yeah. I'm going to say living in with intuition is self-care. What are you currently reading? I'm currently reading, I'm rereading a book about tantric sex. Hmm. Um, and I'm also currently reading, I read about five books at once. I'm also currently reading a money book called creating money. And then I'm also currently reading, I just finished reading actually men are from Mars, women are from Venus. Oh yeah. I'm reading that too. Holy shit. Mm. Such a good book. Yeah. And then I'm also reading on the power of now by Eckhart Tolle. Oh, I just ordered that. It arrived this week. Oh my God. Talking about synchronicities. I know. Cause I just finished a new earth and like it blew me away. Beach or mountains. Oh, mountains. That's easy. Mountains. Ski mountain with tons of snow and a really beautiful house to live in. It's got to be American ski mountains. Who or what inspires you? Oh Jesus. That's a hard question. This is probably like the most random answer. I actually don't really have a person that I follow very, very, very um, diligently. Like I've always said that I want to be like the girl version of Tony Robbins in terms of having much of an impact for that many people. I'd never want to work the way he does. He like, he works crazy hours. I could never do that, but I do want to be able to have that much of an impact. So he's definitely a role model in terms of like the size of his events is what I want to be able to do and what I will do. However, and this is a bit left of center. I think it's very important that when you're starting off, if, you're, if, you're, if your logical brain needs to follow somebody to know, because your brain will often need to know it's possible to do X, Y, and Z. So knowing other people that have done it is very good for your logical brain. I, however, don't really have somebody that I like really, really look up to in that role model sort of way, because I feel like I'm my own role model in that I'm creating my own path. And I definitely feel like sometimes when you're so hooked onto somebody else's path, you can actually limit yourself from the possibilities. 
So my role model is probably my imagination because that allows me to see what's possible. Amazing. What are you working on this year in your business? (gasps) Do not know. Yeah, like it's so flow that I couldn't even tell you. Like that's why I don't have a launch plan. Um, So I've obviously got this, I'm doing the second round of my academy, which I fucking love, doing all my programs, which I just freaking love. Like I can never not do them. Like the thought of taking a holiday for me just like doesn't excite me because I'm like, I need to have my clients. Um, I just love creating impact. It honestly just blows my mind. This year's plan is to continue being in a state of flow. Certain business coaches will say, like, how are you going to scale? How are you going to scale? And I'm like, I don't know. And I don't care. I do care. I don't know. I don't need to know how it will happen. And the universe will bring it to me exactly when I need it to come. The one thing I am working on is I am going to do my first three-day event this year in New York, yes. which I'm really excited for. Um, yeah, so I'm going to do my first three-day transformation event in New York. Um, but besides that, I don't have any major, like, working towards things. I literally flow with it. And when the universe hands me something, I will take it. Yeah, we need to scale our happiness and our alignment and then worry about the business stuff later. Yeah, what I really realized scaling, like, as in, in growing very quickly, which I fucking love, is that there is it's very important as a woman, especially that you focus on your love and connection. Mm. All that scaling means fucking nothing. Like, so tonight I've got like a little dinner party with some of my girlfriends and we're all coming over and bringing a plate. And I'm like, to me, that's so important, right? That brings me so much happiness and money does buy happiness. Like it bought me my first Celine bag, which was made me very happy. So it does buy, it does buy happiness. And if you only have money and you only have your business as a woman, you will never be fully satisfied. As yep. a woman, our first priority is love and connection. Mm-hmm. If you do not have love and connection in your life, you will never feel fulfilled. Men, yes. their first priority is passion and purpose. So they can have their business and be very, very, very happy. But for women, we're just wired differently. So stop trying to like have this crazy successful business and not prioritize your love and connection stuff because honestly, it'll mean like the, the business stuff will mean nothing if you don't have people to share it with. What are you working on inside yourself? Really just more femininity. Like I'm, I feel like I'm just always on a feminine journey. I feel like New York was a big, um, it got me even more into my feminine. Every time I go to New York, I get more into my feminine, which is really random because a lot of people find it a very masculine city, a very hustle, but I'm very grounded when I'm there. It's my soul home. I'm going through an up level at the moment. So I've been quite tired. So I've been really diligent about doing my, you know, making sure I'm channeling, making sure I'm moving the energy through my body, blah, blah, blah. Um, I'm saying what I'm working on is just becoming more magnetic and focusing on focusing on impact and just being more um, in con- like in constant states of up-leveling, being even more in alignment and creating massive impact for people and massive transformations, not at the expense of my own health. So really, really living pretty, actually, really embodying what I teach, which I already do, but like continuing to always practice what I teach as well. So, you know, like dancing every day, doing the stuff that makes me, you know, feel into my sensuality and all that jazz and really embodying that because I feel like a lot of coaches, they can teach it and they slip away from it. They once did it. And then when they start teaching it, they're like, oh, I don't have to do it anymore. I wouldn't say there's one thing, but new things come up all the time. I just roll with them. And what do you wish that more people knew about you? Is that how I show up on Instagram is exactly how I shop in real life. It's not filtered at all. Like nothing is filtered. Except if I have like whether that fairy filter on my eyes, because I love that one. It makes me feel very feminine. Um, nothing is filtered in terms of like my language or anything like that. Um, and also I do want to say that I know people know this, but just, I just want to put it out there that my intention always 
is transformation and helping women experience the life that I am now able to experience that I once wasn't experiencing. And it makes me very happy that I'm also able to be the leader for so many young girls. I've got a lot of young girls doing this work as well that are, you know, young 20s, like or mid 20s. And a lot of, and that to me warms my heart because when they're 35 and married or having kids, they've done the work. Like how freeing is that? So yeah, my purpose is always, 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 always to provide transformation and impact. Even when I'm posting testimonials, it's not to toot my own horn. It's, I mean, a little bit it is to be like, I'm good at my job, but it's actually to be like this, like the, we're all average women. We're all women, right? We're, nobody's better than, than the other. And these women have gotten these results from themselves. Like they get their own results. I guide, they get their own results because they've put in the work. So, so can everybody else. Yeah. Nobody's too broken. Nobody's too unfixable. Uh, if you want to heal, that's the first step. Intention is the first step. And finally, where can the listeners find you? Um, Instagram is probably the best place. So my handle is Monarchy Hates Health. Mm-hmm. And then I also have a podcast called Feminine As Fuck, um, which really sums up my like feminine and fiery <laughs> side. Um, I love that name so much. So they're probably the best place to find me. And then they've got my links to all my websites and everything from there. Awesome. So I'll link to everything in the show notes so people can find you. But I just want to say a massive thank you so much for this interview. It was so juicy. We went on so many different <laughs> different paths. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm sure that the listeners are going to, going to get so much out of this. So I just want to thank you for Thanks so much, Anna. the work that you do. I want to thank you for your podcast, which has become one of my new faves. And yeah, just for being an incredible human. Thank you. Now, was that a beautiful interview or what? There was so many juicy nuggets in there and it was so much fun being interviewed by Anna. And my God, I can't believe time has flown that quickly. I must have recorded that podcast back in like April or something with her. Absolutely crazy. So a reminder, ladies, from the bottom of my heart that if you feel like you're not where you want to be and you don't feel like in alignment, you don't feel at home, you don't feel like your life is just this beautiful flow and everything's easy, you're constantly in your head criticizing yourself, limiting beliefs, all that stuff, you feel like your heart is closed, you're you're attracting things that you don't want, then I really, really recommend that you come to the New York event, you check it out, you send me an email or an Instagram DM um, because I... I really, the intention behind making this event was so that I can help every single one of you on a deeper level, an in-person level where you can come and just do three intense days and like you are done. Like you don't need to then go and do a million and one courses afterwards. Like you can be done after three days. I know some people say that you can't, but you can because I was, that was me. Like I was done pretty much after three days. And of course there was more work that I kept doing, but the biggest step was done after like a three day um, immersive experience. So if you feel like you're not open, that your womb isn't cleared, that you've got any sort of sexual trauma, any trauma at all, any stuck energy where you feel like you're a little bit closed off or you struggle to like fully fucking surrender in sex, or you've had miscarriages that you haven't done clearing work around or you've had any sort of sexual abuse where you haven't done deep clearing and not just like oh yeah I've talked about it but like deep fucking like anger release work and deep fucking release work then this is this is why I've created the three days so I really encourage you guys to check out the sales page read the whole entire thing get a really good idea of the vibes because when I say this is going to be an expansive event I am not saying this lightly like I have spent months and I'm continuing to still be working on the embodiment practices, the release work and the energy clearing, 
all that will be conducted in this beautiful sacred space in Soho. So I encourage you to get that our flight booked, to book your hotel, do whatever you need to do. We've been sharing some of our hotel recommendations that are close by on our Instagram story. So make sure that you are watching my Instagram story because I keep sharing that. Um, but guys, you know, like if women are getting massive transformation after my Australian two or three hour events, then what the fuck is going to happen in the three days? Like seriously. Um, and if you think I don't have any work to do, that's because the blocks are so deep. You can't even see them because your subconscious brain, you can't like necessarily pick them up. It can be pretty fucking deep. Um, anyway, we're going to leave it there. I hope you have a fucking magical day. Oh, it's 11, 11. I'm going to go for my hike in the beautiful Aspen mountains. Um, and I'll talk to you all soon. I seriously love every single one of you that listens to my episodes, that follows me on Instagram, that shares my stuff. I'm eternally grateful for you. And, um, yeah, have a beautiful day. Bye. Thank you so much for tuning in. I hope that you got lots of chicken nuggets out of today's episode. I would be really, really grateful if you'd be able to leave me a review and a star rating that you think is appropriate, hopefully five. And if you could share this podcast so that I can help more women live a life of flow and ease, I would be so fucking grateful. Make sure you tag me in it on Instagram so I can personally thank you because I know so many of my clients have found me literally because their friends have posted about my podcast on their Instagram story. And I just want to help as many women as possible. So by you sharing it, I would be so fucking grateful. And I'm sure your friends would be too. If you do want to welcome me, please do check out my website for all those details. And of course, you can DM me on Instagram with any other questions. If you have any podcast things you want me to talk about, any ideas, any feedback, I am always open to it. And I always love hearing what you guys have to say. So please don't hesitate about that either. I will catch you on the flip side. Have an amazing day or night wherever you are.